0: What's up, everybody? This is Evan with the First Dude bow Hunter Podcast, brought to you by Tool City Outdoors. We've got quite a little crew going on today. Uh, we've got our returning bow superstar, Andrew Youngs. Uh, we've also got a couple other guys we work with, a couple of real big in-the-industry guys. Uh, one with us is uh, Lieutenant Joe Smock, uh, one of my co-workers. Uh, but one of the co-owners of Bugs to Bones, does a lot for European mounts around here, hooked us up last year, I think all of us hooked up pretty good. And uh, Tyler Cochran, Um work with him as well, we're all buddies. He's kind of the third, uh, I don't want to say third wheel, I almost <laughs> said third wheel, but uh, the third amigo for Kentucky. Um, you might recall from episode two, we talked about some guy that punched himself in the face when trying to shoot a bow, that'd be Tyler, so Tyler, say a little something for us, how,
1: how are you? Yeah, you guys like to poke fun a lot, don't you?
0: Well, just a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, what we kinda wanted to talk about today, what we wanted to get Tyler on, and uh, Smock as well, as he's got some new properties dealing with, is how different some of the hunting stuff is. So. Tyler, kind of want to talk to you a little bit. We talked with Andrew and I about hunting some ag and
1: field edges. You're kind of the the big woods area, right? Yeah, I hunt a little bit of what you could call God's country. Uh, It's very, very timber plentiful. I mean, you can drive for miles on a four-wheeler down through the woods and not run into another town, house dirt road, pretty much anything. I know I had Andrew out there a couple of weeks ago, and he thought I was crazy for hunting out there. Oh man, that, that,
2: you have to have some some guts and some, some ambition in the morning to wake up and walk that far. I mean, let alone, that was a 15-minute ride on a four-wheeler to get back in there. And, and and you're doing that walking in. So, I mean, that that's such different territory from where we're hunting. And uh, we're walking in timber and creek bottoms and things, and, and you're hunting uh power lines and like hills and so- mountains, so to speak yep. for us i mean that, that that's different I mean what is your i guess how do I start out with this what is your your first goal early season when you're putting out cameras where, where are you I think even before that
0: before I wanted to get
1: describe to me a little bit, so you said it's big woods. What is topography like there let's kind of paint it for everyone real quick pretty much everywhere you walk you're either going up or down a hill okay uh there's Andrew can attest there's very little flat ground especially where I have my cameras, my stands, stuff like that. Um, but where the landings are, you know, flat area, that's where I try to hone in on. Um, it seems like that's a favorable area for deer to cross, kind of mangle. Um, they like to bet a lot on the hillsides which makes it tough. So you're saying a lot of big woods, yeah. a lot of big hills. Yep, yeah
0: now smock first of all welcome i mean this is this is the mind Coliseum right here you're, you're right in the middle of it you know? yeah guys
3: thanks for having me on yeah no problem uh so
0: what are some of the land you're hunting you know like describe a little bit of what your area is and kind of what stuff you deal with a little bit of layout some
3: topography you know, just give us a little paint the picture i'm kind of fortunate I have, I own myself 46 acres, but like where Tyler's from, I have a lot of ag around. The food is plentiful where I hunt. Apples, acorns, corn, beans, clovers. Kind of of the buffet of everything.
0: Keep them all year long. Yes. Yeah. It makes it nice. And and that's kind of where I know myself and I think even you, obviously, you're just saying, like, we're we're spoiled that way. Yeah, absolutely. we've got everything kind of around and you know Tyler it's hopefully got some woody brows I, mean, I wouldn't
2: say it's easy to get yeah. on deer it's a, a different technique yeah because you got to put boots on the ground I mean, you're in there hiking and oh, yeah. you've spent like you said 10 12 15 20 years in those woods so yeah you've got an upper hand on a lot of people that try to hunt that public land of you said guys down the hill don't come up the hard, because no. that's that straight up. Oh, it's and you're and you're on the, the. I'm not sure if that's south facing. Which direction is which? I was so goddamn turned around there. I, I have no so idea which way it was north, south, east, west.
1: Where I had you is more of like a southeastern facing ridge. Uh, there's a lot of people that come down into the bottom. That's another reason why I love going up there and hunting, and I always see deer up there because it's so thick. I mean, I told you. In rifle season, when we do deer drives and stuff, I don't even carry my rifle with me through there. I throw on the 40 because most of the time, you're on your hands and knees trying to crawl through stuff. And like you said, you know right where they're betting on the
2: south-facing slope, and you know the predominant wind, which is probably tough on the where it starts to to crest that hill. It's probably tough.
1: It makes it fun because I'm hunting on top of a bowl most of the time. So, I mean, the layout of the land is like a horseshoe. And... I mean, yeah, you might have an easterly wind, but when it hits that, God only knows where it's going. I've been sitting in my stand where I could drop milkweed and watch it spin in a circle around. You know, it'll go off on my left side, which would be more due east, and next thing you know it's behind me and it's to my right, you know, completely the opposite way of what I'm trying to do. It just kind of spins around me. So more here, like Joey and Evan and I, it's more so farmland. lower lying
2: elevations and you're hunting creek bottoms and pinch points not. In between fields a little
1: chunk, a a five, ten acre chunk in between a couple of fields. Yeah. Yeah, my my closest ag field is like twelve miles by pickup truck. So I mean Yeah, and I mean even the other part, I I don't worry too much about thermals. I
0: I mean I I do, but there's not enough elevation change on my land to ever worry really about the thermals. It's more just what's carrying right at the stand right then and there. In your ground set. Yeah, you know, I mean, for you, there's a, a lot of stuff riding on that.
2: I mean, that could carry stuff. Know? I mean, that side oh, could yeah. carry right down, and before you even know it,
0: mm-hmm. you're blowing
2: deer out a half mile away, and you have no idea they're even coming your direction.
1: Yep. So, I mean, that, that has to be tough. I mean, I'm very religious robust. about when I go up on top of that hill. I mean, it's got to be wind in my face when I'm sitting in the stand, you know, coming kind of southern, southeastern. Um I tried only, I mean it's going to sound kind of crazy, but I don't go up there when it's real super windy. I know there's a lot of guys that say, you know, I'm going to go set my trees down with 30 mile an hour gust winds and they'll see 20 or 30 deer. But again, I don't know where that wind's going once it gets behind me. Yeah, exactly. So, Topography I want, has a lot to do with it. I want as little wind speed as I can mm-hmm. to kind of eliminate that factor. Yeah, sure. So you're going in there, you're, I'm guessing it all
0: pretty much looks the same. I mean, are you looking for transitions? Is there transitions in there? You know, that you're talking these hills. I, I admit, I've never hunted that. I get a big chunk of woods. It's, you know, maybe a 40, 50 acre chunk of woods, but it's all kind of the same. There's still some creek bottoms through there. You know, I can see easy transitions. Are, are you finding that same thing and able to break those down? No, I mean... As far as, like, habitat breaks and stuff, and, like, true areas where maybe you could see it, a deer's ad or not, or is it pretty much just kind of, like, copy-paste rep- repetitive of
1: the same? They, they they hang out pretty religiously, I mean, in the same areas we talked. I talked to both of you guys about this. I mean, I can go out there, and I can take you to an area where there's 10, 20 deer beds along the hillside. Um, I hunt up there i mean the main food source is like during the summer we have a lot of wild raspberries we talked about that the other night through text Mm -hmm. um they you know acorns whenever they start dropping um andrew noticed there's forty thousand oak trees where i put my tree stand where i have the one camera up there and that
2: brings me do, do you notice a difference in deer travel change or movement change due to weather turning and acorns Flipping, so to speak, with the
1: frost and
2: when they aren't as good anymore.
1: If there's a lot of weather, like if we get a cold snap and it's going to stay for a couple of weeks, I start seeing more deer coming up on top of the hill to get onto those acorns and stuff, or what little green you know that's left um, as far as like jagger bushes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Those kind of things. Um, if the temperature is you know say we have a a 50 degree day and the first on the first day of archery season you know it's 50 degrees then the next day the high is 30 they tend to hunker down more than anything okay so
2: that's a lot different than like what we talked about yesterday Mm -hmm. about we hunt the fronts i mean joey do you do you look at the fronts too and and the change of, of of fronts pushing in that
3: way i always try to it's whether you got enough time to get out when the uh, front's coming or it's already through but those are obviously good times to try to be in your stand with the wind correct and everything like sure. that. I
2: guess that's a little bit different. You say they hunker down because like you said that wind in that valley in
0: those hillsides yeah. is so it almost immense. makes them unnerved you know like a little scared yeah. timid because they're not they're sure where the wind's <clears throat> coming from
2: or, or what's quite for lack of better terms, what's going on.
0: Yeah, they can't get a good read on it where other stuff's more wow, that, that you know. And that you're just,
2: what, 40 miles away from yeah. us. I mean, that the topography in the terrain is so much different. So, I mean, three of us are hunting fronts and spike in temperatures and moon phase, mm-hmm. and for you, you wouldn't worry about it.
1: It's, I, when I look at the weather in regards to when I'm going to go sit a stand, I look for, wind direction and speed, and the pressure. I don't care, personally where I'm at, I've never really seen a major difference in the temperature or anything else other than what way the wind's coming from and how fast it's moving and the atmospheric pressure. On a high pressure day, I see more deer. I mean, uh, I can't dispute that. That is what it is, yeah, I mean, but as far as You know, you always hear people, we're getting a cold snap, I'm going out there. i go out there, I mean, last year I went out when it was 15 degrees out and I'm sitting in my tree stand shivering and I didn't see a single deer, but the week before it was 50 degrees and I saw 100 deer, you know, the temperature doesn't seem to bother them to change up their Maybe that's different because, I mean, what's the acreage like around you that you're hunting, for lack of better terms, that you're... Evan and I were talking about that this morning and... I'm guessing privately owned. I'm in the ballpark of 600 to 650 acres that I'm allowed to hunt. That's privately owned.
2: Like I told you when we were checking those cameras, like how would you even begin to understand where they're coming and going? Because it's just such a big area to try to right.
1: understand. Well, that comes from years of... Hunting, the ground, I mean, but, what did I yeah. what did I tell you when we left camp? We're gonna see deer today. Yeah. We were ten minutes into the ride. I'm like, there's a little there, buck right there. There's a little buck in Fort yeah, right up that yeah. you know, right there. You know, I'm like, I, we're gonna see. I it's just such a different country. I know it's so unusual at. for me. Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess that's you're probably
0: gonna do. I don't want to say it's probably gonna do better, but like when we go to Kentucky, we're hunting some topography. You know, there's some draws in the area. It's where of like, a Alice yeah you know i mean the one section looks like all woods you know as we got these properties broke down the one's like a 1500 acre wooded parcel for me that's intimidating absolutely you know i'm looking I'm like oh, i don't know where to go meanwhile there's another one that doesn't have the elevation change has a field up top a creek bottom down below
2: <laughs> and a couple parking areas where there could be other pressure yeah and i'm like ah,
0: perfect you know and everyone's like ah, it's only like 200 acres and I'm like yeah that's great you know okay. that's That's what I'm looking for, you know? So it's kind of different that way. So I I guess as we start preparing for that or looking at, it goes back to what Andrew was saying. Where are you, how are you breaking it down as far as trail cams and scouting and and trying to find a new piece? Like what's your summer mindset going in with so much land, so much um, wood, so much of the same repetitive nature to record? Okay. <laughs> I didn't see the red light flash. Yeah, <laughs> light no, he's, he's so, so just, nervous. There we go again. There you go. Yeah, that, was, that was Andrew freaking out a little bit to make sure we're recording. We're getting better since day one, Andrew. But I did have to get up and look
1: at it, though, because I was a little worried myself. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, trail cams, big woods, big hills. So I'm kind of that stereotypical, you know, that guy. Um, June... I put out trail cameras and I put out the trail cameras where I know I see deer all the time. And then, you know, I'll put mineral block, what, you know, corn, whatever the case may be, whatever I feel froggy for that day. I'll throw some of that down and I'll just let it sit. I'll let it sit for, I think I let them sit for, what, three weeks when we went over there? Yeah. And I'll go back and just see what I got and then I kind of go from there. Um, I got four or five solid areas where, religiously, I know where they cross, I see them. Again, I've hunted the same area forever. I, I, I know where they're at, so I put a camera up there just to kind of get an idea of what's what made it through the year, what's kind of yeah, happening around still. Port. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll, I'll go to a couple different outlying areas, there's a couple spots on the other side of the road that I'd never put a camera up at. I figured, well, well I'm already here. Why not yeah. see, what, see what happens? Yeah. Um, they weren't as fruitful as I would have hoped, but stand by this is where we've got to make sure we don't have.
0: This is a fun part of all of us
1: being Hey, we all good. Right. Yeah. Should so yeah. bit outside. We're
0: good. We'll cut that. So so you've got a pretty good
2: idea of where your they're betting yeah. to move. So do you, <clears throat> when do you start to kind of hone in? Like you've got your stands up. You show me your stands and your cams. You're not yep. too far from that. So that's great. You, they're already, you already got pictures of deer. You're already mm. going to jump on it. How do you start, do I need to tweak this stand at all? Or are they still moving the same direction? Do I need to start game planning if... I mean, the that f- food and feed at this time of year is bountiful. Does it, like I asked before, is, I mean, did, does that ever flip? Do the woods ever flip, and you, have, and you and you see a change, or do you start making an adjustment towards lower elevation, or push into the deeper, not deeper stuff, or?
1: Um, as like as far as food-driven movements, not really, because I mean, like I said, there's a lot of under lion greenery. I'll, I'll use that term. Um I know, I know most listening to this, most people are like, this dude is crazy the way that he hunts stuff and what he's, but it's just what I've seen over the years. They'll go from, you know, eating on uh, like again the, the raspberries, the, the berries and yeah. stuff like that. They'll go from that once those kind of start dying off and all the little jaggers that i had you walking through that you were cussing me you out browse about. on those oh don't chew them and down those the are stem i mean we're big talking wood's to deer i mean those,
2: those deer don't have the opportunity to mow down soybeans yeah, yeah. or crp or goldenrod and, and have and, that kind of cover
1: and that's the thing that makes it's it so different fun i mean i like sitting here and, you know evan will send me pictures that he's got from his properties and you know there's ag fields all over there you're hunting on ag fields. my pictures are on beans yeah, yeah. joey's got what bean fields, cornfields, whatever, out his way, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, this coming from you saying middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not laughs> well, yeah. Wrong. yeah, yeah. But then Getting
0: lost in a fifteen-minute four-wheeler ride somewhere. At least we have cell phone service where we contact. <laughs> hey,
1: they put in a new tower a couple years ago, so you got good service these days. To send smoke signals, maybe. Well, hey, yeah. be... something. Anyway, well, somebody's yeah. got to know you're there. Yeah. But yeah, you, know, you guys are bringing in pictures of night. You know, big deer. I mean, 120, 130 inch bucks that are respectable in any part of Pennsylvania, I mean, anywhere really. Um, and you guys have got four, five, six different animals that are of that size. For me to get on something like that, first of all, it's gotta survive the onslaught of rifle season every year. And it has to like you said, I mean, they're eating on acorns and jagger bushes burns, <laughs> like, burns yeah. so to get yeah. that big yeah i mean the one that, that we have on it that but the body saw, size of that deer was
2: not that different from the bucks that we had pictures of no. yeah like they still had the body stature and the size of of that i mean are you seeing a difference in any drill cams you're seeing joey of body size are pretty comparable to what he's gotten
3: uh no i think everything's probably the same um uh, I think the antler restriction that went into effect years ago for where all of us pretty much hunt has well, helped out. I, I think that's yeah. been huge. Yeah. I
0: mean, we talked about that on the first one. That is, that yeah. has changed things tremendously. To now, we do have the ability to see 120 inch deer. You know, I mean yeah. that it's somewhat more of a regularity instead of a
2: phenomenon. Especially big woods. I mean, like I said, my dad. We had a cabin. We have a cabin up in big woods, like Algae National Forest, like Ludlow and mm-hmm. outside of Warren. And you're not too awfully darn far from there. About so
1: 40 minutes, about the same like drive. Like the box
2: I saw in that camp that you guys have at the Dele- lease Dele- mm-hmm. there, there are some great deer up there. I mean, do you recall the time, I mean, we haven't been hunting that long, when you recall the time when there wasn't deer
1: like that around in those woods? I spent a lot of time on the junior license shooting five and six points. Yeah. Because that was... That was a good. That was an average. I won't say good. I mean, you had your two or three anomalies every year, but that was a solid deer. Um, But just as time's going, and I don't know. I mean, it could be. You know, I'm spending more time in the woods. I'm doing more things out there that I'm starting to see bigger deer running around. That could be it. I mean, the potential could have always been there, and I just wasn't seeing it. Um,
3: Well, and I think there's just. Less hundreds these days, too. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. oh yeah. I, I told
1: Andrew there. I have thousands of access to between, you know, private and public. I have access to thousands of acres of land, and there are two of us yeah. that bow hunt yeah. up there. Bob and myself. No, oh, no, Peter. That's
2: the it. pressure is a little heavier. I mean, like yeah. I said, I've had glass in a spot in those deer that people stop. Two people stop. like, mm-hmm. even good out there. Kind of you use your binos, like. Yeah, there's some deer out there here you go.
0: Well I think hitting back I'm different not to point out that Joey's older than us but I mean oh he he is he's old man yeah I know (laughs) thanks I mean mean, yeah we'll get you a walker out of here when you're done um don't fall but so like for you have you always had decent sized bucks or you've been hunting longer than us I mean Walk us through, I guess, your progression, because you've kind of always hunted, right? You've come from a hunting family and stuff. Oh, yeah, it it's been... always
3: been in the family. Every first day of rifle season, you know, you go out with dad and grandpa and brother. And, uh, I think there was, there's definitely bigger bucks now than there was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's a tribute to the antler restriction that the game Commission put in. I don't even remember when that happened now, oh, yeah. but yeah, it had to be
0: early 2000s. I was gonna say
3: probably mid 2000s. And
0: it was six, or oh five.
2: Yeah, somewhere I mean, there was there more hunters
3: then. back then too. Uh, I think with everything happening in the country these days, I think uh, over time I th- I know there's less hunters now. There may be some more archery hunters than there used to be, and less rifle hunters, but. All in all, I think there's less hunters total out there. Yeah.
2: I wonder if that will increase this next year or two after this COVID.
0: People can't do things like let's pick up hunting. It might be, or you know, or even just that survivability of having venison and not yeah, relying and on, to things rely on the store. I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious to see once the reports come out. I guess it'll probably be in 2021 towards the end of what the license sales were. Yeah. You know what harvest reports were, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, they increased what the doe tags, but.
2: Yeah, well, there's still what like, nine thousand left or something out yeah, yeah. of today. Yeah, so, I mean the, the herd is doing better than I have ever seen it. Yeah, I mean I, like I said the first couple of podcasts, watching my dad come home from camp and on the windowsill, see anything? A doe or nope? Any shots? Two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That was a he like he hunted the first two or three days and then Saturday Saturdays. I mean he put a little bit of time in and he was a he was a bow hunter back then and he just didn't the deer weren't there. Success. I mean you could probably yeah. test it at it. It, it it took a lot to get like you said Tyler. I mean there it took a lot to see a five six, seven point. That, that oh, was yeah, good no, back yeah. then. Yeah. So everybody wanted to to bad talk the game commission and damn it I want to shoot a buck. But what does it matter? Yeah. But I guess maybe they were looking out for the long run and maybe they did something right. I won't tell them to their face about <laughs> that. But yeah, I I I have never seen a hurt as bountiful and. As good health as they have been, yeah. You see, those fa- with triplets, and and deer that I have never envisioned a seeing around here.
0: Well, and I think you're getting more of the deer management, the quality deer management stuff coming in. We've all talked, you know. I feed during the winter. We're putting mineral out. You know, I think all of us do food plots. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing things to keep that health there and build it up. And now, as we get more. Involved, and we learn more about it. And, you know, we sit and listen to these, you know, podcasts about, you know, getting land prepped and doing some of this stuff. I mean, we're just talking about it today. I listen to one. You guys listen to a different one. You know, we're all kind of doing that same thing to how to make our our herd better, bigger. You know, we're looking at doe management to bring bucks in. And it's more of a, more of a overall, how can we do more than just kill the deer, you know, and and just bring that in. So I, I think some of that is a, Attribute to hunters these days as well that yeah. knowledge that YouTube that you know podcast type thing that we're learning from is the same for everybody all the same. And maybe guys like you said, Joey, get more archer hunters. They want
3: to
2: get yeah, another I mean, two months. Back in the uh, day was when easy. we were
3: all when I was a kid and you guys were in your underwear or whatever, <laughs> yeah. we weren't even thought of. When <laughs> yeah, we got I mean, flannel shirts. There wasn't too did. many people planting food plots and putting out mineral licks and now you go on my country block and every neighbor probably has a mineral lick out back of his house just to watch the deer come in the backyard Mm -hmm. or every somewhat avid hunter throws out a clover plot or a chicory plot or some buckwheat and you didn't have those things 20 years ago.
0: Now with that I kind of want to hear because you are a landowner. You know i we i have some family land you know you get access to bit, it you have yeah. some stuff but you are a landowner and you also have some property you lease as well right
3: yeah so me and my wife we own 46 acres it's like butts up to my family aunts and uncles farm oh, i'm not really even how much total if i would guess that farm would be maybe 250 acres of mm-hmm. what my family owns Mm-hmm. And then my business partner Chad Jordan through Bugs the Bones. It's kind yeah, of, of course, all the all the farmers they want the deer, yeah, to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had a farmer approach me that owns uh, 206 acres that borders my property, my aunt and uncle's property. And there's been a lot of people hunting that over the years. I've never really hunted over there just because so many other people were hunting. But yeah. he was talking about having it red-tagged and I approached him and I'm like man I don't really want red tag out my back door where anybody can go shoot a deer pretty much any time of year yeah Mm -hmm. so we did further talks we asked him if he'd be interested in leasing the 206 acres and uh, he said sure so we kind of went through the lawyers and did a contract up for a year and had to get some uh, ability insurance and okay away we go now we have 206 acres yes, I and didn't. we posted I did and that. we'll see what happens this year but yeah because that, that
0: honestly that's more that you know i look y'all oh, man i'd love to lease 100 acres yeah. you know i don't even i never thought about any of that stuff now yeah. do you have kind of some control over what happens there obviously you said it's a it's a farming parcel you know there's
3: yeah it, it's later. a it's actually a really nice but it'll be nicer if we can keep people that we don't want in there I guess especially yeah. when rifle hunting comes everybody wants to drive that area all the time it's not that big because most of its field and ag but it has lots of pinch points on it and crick bottoms and thick spots but uh, it would be he was more the farm was an old farm it has a high tensile fence all over the place used to have cows in there but now there's Nothing in there, so it's starting to grow up pretty mm. nice now. So it ought to be a nice honey hole here in a couple of years.
0: Now, are you able to do any food plots and timber stand management or any hinge cutting or just kind of using those funnels and using the
3: ag that's already going to bring them there naturally and some of that We grow had, up? We had talked about doing some hinge cutting on my property. I have a bunch of old quaking and aspen that I could hinge cut down. But the trees are almost too big. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're just yeah. gonna snap off and lay on the ground. You know, so you, you, need like make a a you need like a second. like a second growth, some yeah. smaller stuff, like a foot to 18 inches. I mean, inches. hinge cutting looks. I've never tried it. I've done some research on it, but in order to make it good, you want that hinge cut to come down where it's still making a nice pliable leaf, and they'll come around and browse on them. But there's so much other stuff to browse on. You're, I, if I were to hinge cut, it would just to make an area thicker of cover, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I
0: think that's kind of what some of our our goal with that has been. You know, when we're trying to do the same thing, we like to have that thicker area, because it seems yeah. that it, before I always wanted to get rid of it, and even my brother's the same way, you know, get the muncher on the front of the skid steer, and, and mow it down, and I just cringe when I see him do that. You know, he's doing it for farming purposes, and I'm like, no, please, just leave it. <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, like, there's a the old edge they run up against a it. perfect, it's that soft edge that mm-hmm. takes them right to a funnel, you know, and he's sitting there, he's like, Ah, we gotta get this out of here, so you know, so he can just take the tractor back and forth. I'm like, No hobbies <laughs> <laughs> no, <not laughs> like uh uh-uh. you know, so um
3: <clears throat> back to the hunting lease though, if you're looking at getting a lease or know a farmer or somebody, you know, farmers want the deer to go away, but they also need the money to help pay for taxes and things like that. But We have the exclusive rights for hunting and trapping and all that stuff. And there's a pond on there, too, that we can all go fish, take our families and friends to go fishing on it. Nice. uh, It'll be a work in progress, I guess. Yeah.
2: Is that just year-to-year thing you have to renew?
3: Right now, we just have it in the contract for year-to-year. Yeah.
0: That's pretty sweet. I mean, and the fact that it butts up, I guess I didn't even realize you had that much land there. So you've got a nice area to kind of work that block I yeah guess. it's
3: almost too much I mean my dad <laughs> archery hunts and most of the neighbors archery hunt and they have crossbows and so I mean there's some hunting pressure there but if you can keep some of the other people off this one property that we at and sometimes you make enemies with the neighbors when you lease some property and things but that's kind of how business I guess goes. it makes
2: it rewarding when you can get on a deer and close a deal when people pushing
1: it around them right well, That's what's cool. Sometimes I don't think a couple guys being out in the woods, you know, other than you, causing a little bit of pressure, I don't think that really hurts anything. I mean, I'm all for you you're going to get up, go, you know, walking out through there to your spot and get some deer up moving around and stuff. I'm gonna, hey. Yeah. You know, one one of two things is going to happen if you if you bump a deer, it's either going to go the way you want or the way you don't want. I mean, but if nobody goes into that area like when people go into the bottom If the deer aren't moving and nobody goes into the bottom where I'm at, they're not not coming out of there. That's a chore for them to get out there. Yeah, I mean, they're staying there. It's a good point. If people, I mean, when I go out hunting, and people predominantly go in there during gun season, but when I'm on my way out, like the first day of rifle season last year, I drove down past the parking area. Mm -hmm. I want to see how many vehicles are down there. And every time I go out there during the gun season, I'll see how many vehicles are out there. So you'd
2: prefer there be three or four pickups there?
1: well one or two. Nobody yeah. ever goes down in there bow hunting because, I mean, you're
0: trekking like, out of there. No. Oh
1: my God, oh, man! I've yeah. shot deer that have gone down over that hill to the first or second bench, and let me tell you, it is an extreme sport uh. <laughs> getting in and out of that place because once you hit the bottom, oh, it, you know, it thins out. And you're like, oh, this isn't too bad, and then you're waist deep in swamp mud, and it's like, well, see, that's where I'm even spoiled. Right. <laughs>
0: I don't field dress my deer and my property i mean we have everything up above and if i shoot a deer it's hurry up let's go grab it with the buggy they're used to hearing it all the time and i'm going to skin it pretty much first and then gut it afterwards you know like i'm doing it the butcher shop way so that must be nice yeah, yeah but like I even have, hearing you know. that like <laughs> oh man i gotta field dress that in the bottom and then try to get it up like you know it's, it's just a weird uh, for around here i
3: Go, I'm, I'm get tractor, go get the tractor. Go get the side by side. Yeah, even
1: you're spoiled like that. Yeah, Poor Andrew and I were like, man, that's oh, eighty man. pounds. I don't call. I'm <laughs> calling everybody I
2: can. No, I'm working. No, I'm working. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right over. Where are you at? Oh, I'm lost. Where the hell is your stand at? I'm over here. And then we're dragging out like, uh, I hate you. Why am I here? This sucks. I
0: should never. He, he never calls me.
1: When he called me last year, I should have just, <laughs> just uh, never answered it. No, delivered. no, I'll always help. But the, you know what I mean. The bad thing is I offered and he's like, you live too far away. I'm like, I wasn't going to drag so? you up here from, I'll come drag a deer for you. Don't city, bother me.
2: Dad, dad's sitting there watching me. Huh? Oh, this is hard work. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's dragging, hold my <laughs> bow and
0: coat. Like, yeah. Thanks dad. Thanks, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so how I guess anywhere, the. Right? That's, that's what I'm just looking to see. Oh, we're only 30 minutes in. Oh, we got plenty of time. Nothing. Yeah. Ah. So, Smock, with your new lease, with your property you have, what kind of trail camera strategy are you going with? I know Andrew and I talked. We're kind of outside, hitting near the food, just kind of letting it sit right now. How do you put your trail cameras down on your
3: parcel it has got some ag and stuff? Well... I used to have a lot of cameras that flash, of course some are kind of old school. So now I try to only get cameras that are infrared. Mm -hmm. And this year on our lease we kind of broke it up into two spots, like a north end and a south end where we have a mineral lick on the south end and then another one on the north end and a couple other cameras in between maybe just to see what's out there now maybe around a couple of the apple orchards that are there because uh, even though the apples of course aren't ripe yet this time of year them deer still come around and they're browsing and sniffing and checking out to see if any of them have dropped yet yeah and so then
2: you're, so you're you're focusing on food right now just like kind pretty of much field
3: yeah field. and especially the bean fields if you got a bean field now in early season archery in northwest pa and you can pattern a big buck that's coming out to a bean field the first two weeks of archery season you're probably going to shoot them
2: that's what i'm hoping for
3: yeah Yeah, that's the
2: hope that's the hope and pray. (laughs) i know
3: that's i
0: think that's kind of where we're all at and i think even while we're trying to get down to kentucky a little early to get some sort of pattern
3: try to get a bachelor
0: group you know i mean
3: you got to put your time in as far as maybe go out and scout with Binoculars and things like that, and put your cameras out. But if you can get one pattern right there, first before the first week, you have a good chance of shooting a big one. It's just a matter of getting a pattern and knowing where he's going. And that's another problem when you have so many fields. Well, <laughs> you don't know what field you're yeah. going to come to with that night.
2: So, you just just acquired, or so so to speak, just started leasing this property. Have, did you? Was it last fall? Or did you get a chance to get on the ground when it was like shed hunt season and turkey season where you could see some trails and bedding and yeah i mean footprints. i've always
3: hunted this property even before we started to lease it so i knew oh, you got a pretty good idea you got yeah. a good jump on it so yeah, you know where they're pit. bedding feed in between yeah so i mean but but this year was the first year like after we leased it off the farmer he had a couple old goldenrod fields that got tucked way back in off the road he's like hey i'm gonna plant some corn back there i'm like oh absolutely really oh yeah so I mean, there's never been corn where he planted corn ever in my lifetime. So I don't know if that'll change some things a little bit, but it should be a good spot for the rut time because the deer come through there and searching and sniffing for does a lot. So if we can maybe get something pattern somewhere else for early season, but then rut maybe starts. That's my plan too. I I, I got a
2: spot that's that's good in the, in the top of a the ravine where two two ravines come together and. They run it. Mm-hmm. They more so better towards Halloween, first week of yeah, November. Yeah. Halloween seems
3: like if I'm going to shoot a buck, I usually shoot one around
2: Halloween. Yeah. That mm-hmm. seems like for me. I just have like I just know like I'm not pressuring that one spot where I shot my buck last
3: year.
0: Yeah, just kind of leaving just it, focusing uh, on my newer properties that I got permission right. for.
2: So.
3: And that's what's so hard, having such a busy lifestyle and doing other things. It's hard to hunt certain stands when the wind's right because you don't have enough time you just want to run to the closest stand and get in the woods and mm-hmm. maybe that's why i haven't shot a big monster buck yet because i'm not disciplined enough to oh well, i think that's thing. kind of all of us we yeah. all kind yeah. of hit that same yeah we're all blue color, man.
2: you got to put time in when you can
1: Oh i don't know Dude here says he's disciplined, but he came into work one day last year and said, Oh, I passed up a buck I probably should have shot. I'm not going to shoot one the rest of this year. Yeah, and then he didn't but, shoot one the
3: rest of this year. Maybe he'll be bigger this year. Ever, yeah. yeah. I mean, because really, my dad hunts in a couple spots all the time, and he usually shoots one during the end of rut. Every year he gets lucky. He's got 12 of them on the wall, all from... Up at the farm, yeah. and you can watch the genetics on the wall go down as uh, I mean, go up, I guess, from his first buck that he kind of shot and got mounted when I was young to all the way now. And they're all from off our place, and it's uh, there's definitely big deer, yes. The
1: that's picture awesome. you sent me last year, your old man's deer, when
3: I mean, it was a stud, was, yeah, he got that's that a big He buck. actually shot that in rifle season, I guess, yeah. last year, nice,
0: yeah. I mean, I think. For me, I'm gonna to try to do a little less rifle hunting and put more of my time towards archery. Just for that fun, that excitement, see what happens, hope to pattern it. You know. But I, I guess as we're patterning, have any of you guys started doing any spotting or trying to do glassing? I know you were doing some pictures and stuff, Andrew. Glassing. I
2: haven't picked up a spot, I haven't spot deer in years, I haven't picked up a gun in years. Yeah. Just that extra pressure. I mean, a lot of guys around here, I shouldn't say a lot, but a lot of farmers or people that have leases or property the first 30 feet are five rows, 15 rows of corn, or corn, mm. and the rest are beans, so you can't spot. When they get right. four or five foot high, because they know the quotation PA gun hunter will come out oh, and yeah. spot, and then go in and push them the first week of season, so mm-hmm. it's hard to spot around here, especially, I mean, deer, deer are used to that, I mean, maybe they're used to it. I just, it's a really, it's kind of a pastime that my dad and my parents and I did years and years ago at the big woods. but I just never really found much good in it because deer are out in the field at night what good is it doing you during the day so there's two bucks out in the field sparring or dog and does like okay you got a good idea of oh there's things are starting to change they're starting dogs and does that's a good jump on okay the next week should be we getting good but you can't hunt that area what, what good does it do
3: no. there's there's costs and benefits to it so I, I don't do much of that i know for me just because I can walk out my back door and go hunting. I don't have to like drive too far to check out the area that I hunt. I know me and the wife and kid, we'll either jump in the truck in the evening or drive around the country square in the side by side and you'll know you'll see them out in the field and check them out. So you're doing a little scouting there, I guess per se, but I know when it's like prime time archery hunting and around my house, potters are driving down the road
1: spot in your front yard. I've uh, I, I yet to go to your house and not see deer in the field across the road. I mean, I don't want to talk it up like it's some big thing, but like, <laughs> you got the deer mecca there because it doesn't matter if I go at noon on a Wednesday or midnight on a Saturday, you got 20 deer in the field across the road from your house. There's a lot <laughs> of
3: deer and that's why a lot of the farmers want them shot. Yeah. So I mean all of us are pretty big buck hunters, but I think we all should shoot a doe first before we shoot a buck. You
2: know, I wonder, <laughs> I often wonder that myself, because there's some states you have to shoot a doe or two doe for, like, I don't know, is it Iowa or think. Yep. I think Iowa,
3: at least one, I think. Yeah, I mean. before
2: you get a buck tag. Like, maybe that's not a bad idea. I mean, there's just so many deer. Yeah, the, the deer the deer herd is up, which is great.
3: And, and I think that's why the Game Commission put out more doe tags, just mm-hmm. so we can maybe... Because out in the center part of the state, they're having some problems with the CWD mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, if you can con- kind of control that by shooting more does or more deer, then you have a less chance of that happening. Of them, what, socializing
2: and,
1: and being around the same area yeah. and, and getting it to each other. Yeah, just kind of overpopulation probably, yeah. maybe. I did get the bonus tag for this way, too. Oh, good deal. Just because I'm living so far away now, yeah. I, I might as well. Yeah. One so of us will
2: get
0: you in a stand and smack a
2: doe. Oh, yeah. We, I got no
1: problem sharing
0: doe. Yeah. I mean.
2: Yeah. If you see one of the bucks come by, hey, I might be slugging you for your bow.
1: Yeah, I'm going to hey. try to shoot my arrow at you from across yeah. the field. Shoot He'll it. Get it but shoot you know. that thing, man. <laughs> Whatever. I already told Joey he was going to find me in one of his tree stands one day out back of his house just shoot a doe. <laughs> <laughs> I got to start
3: moving some tree stands. I'm behind. I don't have. Man, you got to go to the hanging hunt system. And I mean, I'm not trying to the hawk system. But I got
0: Tyler convinced on it. We got Gredler it's, on it. It's coming, man. I mean, it's the way to go. Sticks are in one stand. A couple of minutes. I can be up anywhere. I'm trying to convince Andrew next. Spend some of that big dispatcher money. Yeah, oh. that moldy yeah. green
2: baby. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. That sold harley money yeah, yeah. spent
2: i paid for two mortgages <laughs> two mortgage payments i have to pay my mortgage while we're
1: in kentucky it shouldn't be too hard to convince joey he's got that bugs to bones well, yeah yeah i don't know it, it'd
3: be nice to get a deer in archery season so then you can just take the family and the kids and they can shoot during rifle season and dog for them a little bit yeah
0: yeah right. I like for me that's still the same thing you know it, becomes a whole different game. I don't worry about wind. It's more spending time with family and friends and, hey, I'm off today. You want to go do a deer drive? Want to go here? You know, have some lunch yeah. somewhere. I, uh, rifle's a whole different game for me. Where I talked about it. I am serious when it comes to archery. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm even, I think, talked to you about making spreadsheets. I helped Tyler make a spreadsheet today. I'm like, okay, here's how you can pattern things. And Let's do this. And here's how yeah. I break it down. And, you know, I, I Feel kind of like the nerd in the nerdery you know Of like, you are I admit that I am and it unfortunately it hasn't paid off that way yet but I keep thinking if I can do that and put the time and effort in that you know that that's going to be where it comes and I'm sure. trying to learn that deer and, and get on a buck instead of just the haphazard you know buddy that's hunting my property had a beer at nine o'clock in the morning and decided he's just going to walk around the woods to push something out today because he didn't feel like bringing a gun, yeah. you know he's just working it out for me. I know if he gets to that field he's good and yeah. call me on the radio to let me know where he's at, you know and I, whether right wrong, and different, I mean that's kind of what happens. he's just hey done with this drive, don't shoot this direction, yeah, you know, just I'm just coming around back. this way, coming towards you, yeah. yeah, and it's it's different, you know it's just not a you don't sit still, it's not trying to work it in so Archery is that mental game, that chess match, you know, and it, it takes more than just pulling up and firing at 200 yeah. yards. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. I mean, I, I think most of us, at least myself, like Andrew, bro, I, bow hunting's kind of where it's at for me. You know. Archery the hunting's hunting or rifle hunting's kind of the, eh, I didn't get anything during yeah. bow season or, eh, yeah. Last out. year, I,
2: I just had that buck tag, and I went and pushed for Simmons and Botch. Yeah. I didn't even carry a gun. I just had an orange, and of course, I got pushed into the thickest brush piles. And you got to go push these. You're oh, yeah. tagged out. You're lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah. So, I definitely much prefer archery hunting. It's just kind of my niche.
3: Yeah. So you just gotta keep getting your cameras out there, see what's out there. It takes a lot of cameras. I mean, I got, <laughs> oh, I have man. three cameras, and my other buddy has three, and then my dad has a couple out. So it seems like. You could have a camera on every deer trail. but could you, have too, you, do I don't I you have too many? To that, I think you could have too many. Uh, yeah, like I've talked about. This makes it sound like I, I
0: don't like my dad's style of hunting when I talk. <laughs> it's, it's not the thing, please, if you're listening. But you know, he, I've got four or five on that property, and it covers all the sections. You know, if they're moving one way or another, it, it's covered. You know, and he's ah, I gotta try to get a couple more packs of trail cams and. More packs, you know, like there are and, <laughs> I got four packs. I got a 100 acres. Like, what are you going yeah. here, 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 here? My like, holy cow! I mean, you're gonna have every time they stand up, poop, turn around, and he got two pictures of them. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I think that's a too much um, between probably the total 300 acres I hunt or have access to. I have 15 cams that I put out, but it's enough that I probably break it into. 20 acre sections, a you know. A per 20 acres? Yeah, that's kind of that how I run that. If right. I can break in that area and see what they're doing and try to get it at a pinch point or a funnel, and a lot of times it's two different areas <clears throat> are converging, so I might get deer that are bent this way, deer that way. Yeah, that's kind of how I work the cameras on it. But
1: you know. I ended up taking three cameras and putting them all in one spot that's effective It <laughs> sounds really dumb but i'm gonna explain my reasoning yeah hey let here's the great idea andrew and i
0: have let's bring tyler on to talk big woods hunting and all of his tactics okay so we've been they talking eat raspberries
2: through. and put three cameras on one
0: tree walk <laughs> through the woods i like this it's great yeah uh, so all right well thanks tyler for coming on the podcast talk don't to worry we're waiting again well you better explain
1: yourself my my reason is again we talked a little bit ago about my lack of agricultural areas around me and the difficulties of finding a big buck not just a respectable but you know something big put on the wall so i got pictures i showed you know, all three of you guys, the, he's a 13, he's wide, split brows, a nice kicker, Absolutely. nice deer. It, it's yeah. a beautiful buck. And I'm like, I am going to do everything I can to kill that deer this year. So what I did was I put some more stuff out with my camera, and I took a couple other ones and I put it up around it facing a couple different directions. And my thought process, and I probably, I mean, there's a high probability that I'm wrong, but my thought process is if I can get him coming in four or five different days throughout the month that they're up, I can at least figure out the general area that I know for a fact he's living in, and then when the time comes to start transitioning to trails and scrape line, you know, stuff like that, I can kind of focus it more on, okay, so he's been coming from the south every time, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to kind of focus more that way because I don't have the four or five you know, big bucks like you got, or like you know, two or three Andrews got, or Joey. Well, I'll I got that honest, one.
3: If, if you have a, if I had a thirteen-point off camera, yeah, I'd probably be throwing everything I had in there to <laughs> see exactly where he's going and when yeah. and why and how. Yeah, yeah. So that's I don't that's kind about of, the little eight-point or the whatever. I'll focus on that one. Now, see, that's that's my
0: pessimistic side. We talked about it the other day, where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've got this one with mass and this kind of. One you know, Campbell's Stambles. you know, it, it, it is, a it is. He's a stud buck, but I'm like, well, I'll put it here. And if he comes out, this is where it's going. You know, I'll move the one a little deeper on the way I think it's going. But I guess it's maybe that true. Probably not gonna get it. Keep my hopes down so I'm not like we said, overly disappointed. One. Just
2: don't let yourself down. How you yeah. keep your standards kind of low well, if so I keep you myself down already. yourself out? <laughs> <And> <laughs> if
0: I keep myself down in August, then it's only can go up. You know, I'm sure, you know, I'm never going to see him again.
2: <laughs> and then when you see him, it's like, holy crap.
0: Yeah. Hey, yeah. All right. Yeah. We figured something out anyway. Maybe it's dumb luck. Who knows? Most of the time. But, That's why I have all these charts. I get pictures. I do all this. and my dad every time, how'd that work out for you this year? (laughs) Thanks,
1: middle finger, you know, like it didn't, but in theory one day it will. You know, I say I know where the deer are coming from and usually I'm pretty accurate with my assumption based on past experiences and stuff, but it's just something that if I can solidify that, and like, like I said, I mean, I can go out and I can shoot a six point, a seven point, put, to put meat in the freezer. I don't want to do that, especially knowing that there's a big one running around up there, yeah. at least one that I know for a fact is there. Now, there could be more, there could not, I don't know. But I'm just kind of trying to hone in to get a general, almost like taking patterning the deer to a stepped or like a tiered level. Like, okay, uh, what? We we got we saw the pictures that I had of him. The first one was June 30th, I yeah. think it was. Um, okay, so I know he's in here. So I'm gonna give it two or three more weeks, okay? He came back a couple more times. All right, I know he's hanging around here. So now let's try to figure out the general direction. All right, I got him four or five more time, you know, different days. All right, now let's start kind of honing in on a heavily traveled path over here, trail over there. You know maybe i find a scrape or something and kind of try to hone in on that and slowly narrow it down because i don't have that capability to go out to a field and stand in the bed of my truck and you know for three weeks straight see the same deer walk out of the same area yeah. into the same field at that's the same like, time that's what time. i was doing i mean you know, I, I, I don't I, I hide, have hide that.
2: the truck around the corner just down around the corner of the little corner of the yep. woods there on the road and now with the, the tripod and binos and every night come right out of this and worked their way right down and they were yep. working right through the where the track and planted they're going to take the path of least resistance yep. so they're working right the tire track of the beans yep working right and i put that mock scrape right there and it, it's been great success but yep. like you said you don't have that yep. um, option so you have to try to start to bounce around and, and kind of t- like you said tear it out
1: i told you guys you know i keep telling you if you want to come over and hunt anytime whatever i mean a, you'll learn a lot of different things i mean it's a whole different ball game you know you guys hunt you know, I, again, I kind of beat on that horse here with this, but the fields, you know, food sources and stuff like that. You guys kind of hone in on that no, area. I, we're not like field edge hunters. No. I mean, yeah, but I don't want you to put it that way. If we're you dumping out it...
2: piles of corn into a cornfield. No, I'm yeah, not saying I got that. My what money is, blind here what I'm saying is,
1: is you know, you got a field a hundred yards behind you, and you know, you know, with soybean in it, and you know that they're bedding a hundred yards over here. Well, you're going to sit in between them because yeah. you know they're coming through their work. I, the way I, I hunt is solely on trails. I don't know what's coming down that. I don't know, there's no There's no way to guarantee something's even gonna come down it. I pretty much gotta find what looks to be heavily traveled and it kind of blew up in my face last year. I'm like, man, there's a cow path going down through here, down where you were complaining about all the rocks, Andrew. God, that was <laughs> cool and I didn't or... see, I saw a little, I think the thing was like four and a half inches wide little six point that would not leave ever for any reason at all I resorted to yelling at the deer to run up, you know, to scare it. And it you just yelled, looked at me. I find that hard to believe. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just, it's a whole different thing. And I, I would like to try the whole hunting a, a, a region with more agricultural land. And that's why I got the, the doe tag for over here. Cause Andrew's like, well, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Cause it's a whole different thing for me. I don't
3: I don't know what I'm doing with that. That's where you should, since you got your cameras out on that 13 point, you should, on days you see them, you should look back and see what the wind direction was that oh, day and that time you got them. Boy. And start dropping them that I'll pull up
1: the spreadsheet that Evan helped me make, man. Oh, we no. got it going good now. The artery is in full effect today. Back
2: to your
3: weather underground
2: and oh, we come yes. back uh-huh. a few days. We okay.
1: are on it now. Pocket protectors and all on this spreadsheet. <laughs> this is a nice one. I, I, I have adapted and overcame the status of scribbling in a book and standing in the woods with a flashlight trying to read my own chicken scratch, not knowing what in God's name I just wrote down that day because I got a picture of a deer on it the day before. <laughs> I was like, is that a seven or a three? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, that's where, like, us and Agfield guys. You've got to be back in the woods there because they come down through so slow by the time they get to the edge of the fields it's dark it is last light yep. yeah yep.
2: absolutely you got to catch them right as they're staging in that right between bed and feed Yeah. because it is going to be last 15 minutes of light and you better hope and pray they're they're right there at that mm-hmm. or you it's last too dark yeah or like you said in the fields they can come out anywhere really I mean mm-hmm. as long as they're taking a trail they could take off and go 15 feet and come down to the, just out of your just where, 30 yards out of your area.
0: With Tyler, you're probably seeing more daytime random movement. Uh, there's there's a lot of random movement. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know because you're kind of in bed all around, you know. So that's that little get up and yeah. move. Yeah. Where the whole thing's that way, where we're stayed on the outside of that, getting close and waiting for that. They're not coming out into the fields
2: and,
1: and that staging yeah. area until the last yeah. half hour hour of light. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, the first pictures I got of that Big Buck was, like I said, June 30th at 9.30 in the morning. I'm like, what what is that? And then I saw him that, you know, he was back on camera at 9.30 that night. And then it was like 4 o'clock the following quote-unquote morning, you know, and it's like just sporadic. You know, a couple more daytime pictures, you know, it's just... They're weird over there. And it mm-hmm. just they just mosey. There's no defined way that they go. It just well, so hopefully you can get on something we can kinda of bring it back on and see, you know, how it kinda of worked out that way and, and Oh you guys, will, you guys you guys'll know if I get lucky on that one. I'm gonna <laughs> be blowing your phone up. You're on your own. Look what I did, Dad
2: You're on your own. I'm not coming to drag that deer out. Of here. <laughs> go get the wheeler.
1: Oh, don't be a baby about it. It ain't that bad. You just gotta do it a few times.
0: Well, we're coming up on our uh, our hour, trying to want to keep under. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for coming on. You're definitely going to hear more of Tyler. He's going to apparently follow us down, drive us down to Kentucky. You he's, know, He's driving
2: I to was say, the old forward.
1: I am yeah. Uber status, all right? Don't be making it sound like I'm down. just tagging along. But he's cook- he's cooking the first night. Uber status. I don't he is, know
2: is Uber insisting status. he's cooking yeah. the first night. We're doing steaks. We're doing, we're doing some weenies. That's what he said. We're doing some the ladies, ladies steaks. Maybe. Oh,
0: man. man. Yeah, Rob, sponsorship from that. Yeah, hit them yeah. up. <laughs> and Smog, thank you for coming on. Given that, we're not going to be done with you either because I want to get on and hear the process of this Bugs to Bones. Uh well, First of all, give a little drop of Bugs to Bones, where they can find this info at if they're in Northwest PA listening or this uh, northeast Ohio. Uh, you can
3: check us out on Facebook, Bugs to Bones, or uh, give us a call, it's 814-720-1706. Uh, we're kind of, uh, this will be our third year up and running, but... Uh, I mean last year we did over about 250 skulls so uh kind
0: of like all the european mouth stuff mm-hmm. and yeah
3: getting
0: them all whitened up and look good i gotta They're say i had mine up, done and whitened it, last year love it. oh dude it I look at my butt great
2: every day that's I the same it. i love <laughs> it man well, that's isn't good awesome. yeah
0: you. i mean it, it is and i'm not just saying that it's one of those like i've done them on my own but there's something about that one that's yeah. whitened up and you know just done right you know, and still has
1: the nose pieces and yeah, teeth. Yeah, right and, on the mantle there, next to the
2: my other one, right yeah. TV and the sheds yeah. and pictures and.
1: You know, I'm kind of glad you had Joey mention his business on there because, I don't know, maybe we can work with him and Chad about. Hey, I, I was listening to the podcast and the guy said, "Come on over here, maybe we could get a, a, a nickel kicked our way, get a discount on a mount or something uh, from Smocks." <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we'll see. We'll get a I'm, discount. I'm hoping more
0: than you know, we're going to be the ones to promote you know Smocks. Big bugs to bones, big buck challenge. You know, I can see that one.
3: We uh, had thought of maybe doing something like that. So I guess stay tuned. You never know. Stay tuned.
0: Look at this. We are dropping these things just to (laughs) keep people coming back. You know, when's it going to happen? But uh, no, um, I think we've got a few more weeks to get ready. We'll have a couple more prep sessions of what we're doing. Probably go over our last minute prep for Kentucky.
2: Hopefully, take maybe a video of what we're packing and. Yeah. Blowing the camper up and last-minute bow prep.
0: and You'll be able to see all that on uh, Tool City Outdoors Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, so make sure you follow that. We're going to kind of go through. Maybe we'll film a little bit of our map segment of how we're breaking things down and then kind of podcast it as well of how we got ready, what all we have, and then uh, getting ready to go. We're probably going to do what I would say a podcast every couple of days we're down there and some video, yeah. you know. So, a lot of stuff coming. Um, it's it's an exciting time of year, guys. Well, this you're, is, you're gonna do that giveaway while we're down in Kentucky? I don't know if I'm gonna do it down in Kentucky. Might be when we come back and start doing some videos that way. It, it depends how. Okay. I mean, if like. If I get my booner the first night, oh, I mean okay. maybe I'll <laughs> hang back a little I'd, bit. Yeah, I know. might do some editing. Have a couple you know, of bush lattes and just some mascara, uh, Whatever. And send but it. If it takes me two or three days to
1: get my booner, I, I might yeah. you know wait till we get back. It just all depends. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, I, Andrew and I will shoot the scraps. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Fill in some freezers here yeah. today. Come on, fork horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not too picky. Yeah.
0: But hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. This has been the first Do Hunter podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Uh, Drop us some comments. Give us a like. If this is something you like, uh, be sure to let us know. That five-star would be cool, but be honest with us. Send us messages on Facebook or Instagram. Like us up on YouTube. Uh, We're going to have some more stuff coming out. I think there's also going to be another podcast dropping as part of the Tool City Outdoor feed uh, pretty soon as well. Uh, Getting some other mindset to some other guys getting some other things involved in what they're doing some more gun info as well um so stay tuned spread the word uh and be safe guys and get out in the woods
2: that's right man let's just get your cameras out shoot your bow
0: yeah so from i want my bow back <laughs> uh, That's <laughs> not going oh that uh, yeah <laughs> that's a whole nother night that's going to take a lot more <laughs> A lot more something to go into. Super
1: sad face is all I'll (laughs) say about that. So from Evan,
0: Andrew, Tyler, and Joe. Lieutenant. Lieutenant Smock. Yeah, I'll salute too if you can see it (laughs) through the podcast. But thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.